I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, my name is Adam Sandler, and welcome to So, So, So Sandler's, the Sandman movie podcast. Agabagoo! Welcome back, everybody, to So, So, So Sandlerus, a movie podcast where we talk about famed t-shirt writer Adam Sandler. This week's movie is The Mixed Nuts. It is a 1994 Christmas dark comedy feature film. Joining me today is my co-host, as always, Kerry John Jones, uh, myself, Matt Wilsonholm. I'd like to thank you. Oh, welcome you all back. How are we going today, Kerry? How many fucking roundabouts did you go around then to, uh, to, get, to get to the point? I got a bit lost there, but you know. Well, we, we need to start writing their stuff down. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. It's nice to be back uh, re- recording an episode after so long. How long has it been uh, this time, Matt, since recording last? It's been a while. I mean, a whole 12 hours <laughs> so yeah um earlier on uh matt and i tried to record this episode we got about a half hour in and everything just died half hour of quality content down the drain <laughs> <laughs> everything died but we uh we, we powered through and decided to come back and uh give the people what they want a podcast on a christmas movie starring steve martin which <laughs> on paper has sound has so much hope a christmas movie starring chris martin <laughs> chris martin <laughs> well at least the soundtrack will be good yeah steve what, what, martin what, in a christmas movie sounds amazing what's uh this was not what's, what's your favorite coldplay song mine's a scientist did, did you get that reference <laughs> <laughs> Someone was saying this to me the other day. <laughs> they bring that up on a do go on all the time. Apparently, there's <laughs> yeah, a clip out there um, of Shane Warne who tragically passed away last week. He did um, on his like a, basically a day of mourning. It was on his talk show, and uh, Chris Martin came on, and Shane Warne just goes, "What's your favorite Coldplay song?" And before giving him time to answer, he just goes, "Mine's a scientist." But apparently, <laughs> apparently, it's a collective memory for a couple of uh, Australians. But nobody can seem to find this clip at all. <laughs> so, so it's it's just a mystery Shane Warne clip that that may or may not have been made up. Yep, pretty much. But no, I, I only know about it. Drago. <laughs> I only know about it from other uh, podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, Christmas movies in March. Yeah. Before we get I into know. what uh, 
top three Christmas movies for you? No, I was saying, so, like, one of them for me is definitely Gremlins. Die Hard. Die Hard, okay. Yep. And did, did, did you list the third one that I just missed, or...? No, no, there is another one that I like throwing in there. I just can't remember what it is. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Come back to me. I'll give you my last one. What are, the, what are your three? Um, mixed Nuts. No. No, <laughs> <laughs> this movie was dog shit. Uh, top three Christmas <laughs> movies. Uh, obviously, Home Alone. Um, followed by... I'll be home for Christmas, starring uh, JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and Jessica Beale when she was like nineteen, and I remember enjoying that when I was a kid. And then probably third, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Yeah, I, w- I went to watch that in a pub nice. two years ago. That was fun. That was very good fun. Cool memory. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I'm just going to go with my third one is Die Hard 2 because fuck oh, it how does the uh, same shit happen to the same guy twice is that a Christmas movie are, are they all Christmas movies I mean the first two are uh, what about... the first two are the same movie just in a different place <laughs> Sam Jackson's in the second one isn't he yeah has Sam Jackson... what no he's in the third one oh he's in the third one has Sam Jackson done a film with Adam Sandler surely I was going to say he'd be Chris Rock's dad in a film, but he was Chris Rock's dad in Saw, I think, in the new Saw. Chris Rock in Saw? Yeah, he's in uh, Spiral, the book of Saw, the new Saw oh, movie. I've not seen it. Not same. Apparently it's crap. somewhat decent for a Saw movie, but <laughs> probably that means not great. I haven't seen any of the Saw films, I don't think. I've seen uh, Scary Movie 4. That's as close as I get to nice. Saw. <laughs> <laughs> with Dr. Phil. <laughs> oh. Dr. Phil and Jigsaw. Okay, yeah. All right, we've, we've got way off topic here. <laughs> oh, well, only reason Somehow I brought... I got from Christmas movies to Saw. Uh, only reason I brought up uh, Scary Movie 4 is because I still want to do that second podcast with you down the line. Matt and Carrie. Spoilers. Oh, sorry. Okay, we won't <laughs> m- mention Matt and Carrie at the movie movies. But yeah, oh. sh- should we just get into this movie? Yeah, so, Mixed Nuts, 1994. Hello, this is Lifesavers. Merry Christmas. How may I help you? I have only two months to live. I'm sorry, sir. Everyone at Lifesavers is with you. Can I speak to a woman? Hello, Mary, if it's all right to say. What's your name? Catherine. Now stop it right this minute, we can't have that sort of thing. Philip's job is solving other people's problems. May I put you on hold while I run to my desk? Uh, You're not calling from a bridge or holding a weapon? No. But unfortunately, he's got problems of his own. I don't know how to say this. My psychiatrist thinks we should break up. I didn't know you were going to a psychiatrist. Well, I'm not actually going to one. I've been dating one for four months. And now it's Christmas. Can we show a little Christmas spirit around here? Merry Christmas! Somebody's not in the holiday mood, I guess. (laughs) A time when the lonely... If you think your husband is having an affair, he is. ...feel most alone. Static again. Hello, hello? I can't hear you. Try clicking the little button. I'm having a problem hearing you. Look, I'm at the end of my rope, and I want to die. Click it, please. Go ahead. I'm very lonely tonight. Is there any chance I could stop by and talk? Well, if you were willing to make a small donation, say perhaps five grand. (gasps) I'm kidding. I came right over. 
Do you have music? I'm not like you, Philip. I'm not one of those people who's only good on the phone. In my line of work, I deal with all kinds of people. None of them are what you might call conventional. Dancing with you makes me feel all fluffy. Philip? TriStar Pictures presents... I wish there was someone I cared for who cared for me. Are you a professional ukulele player? Oh, no, I'm a writer. What do you write? T-shirts. Steve Martin. My heart is racing and I'm feeling all nervous and sick. That's the way I felt since the day I met you. I wrote Save the Dolphins. In the new comedy... From the director of Sleepless in Seattle. Catherine was uh, very distressed, so naturally I had to comfort her. Mixed nuts. Hello, lifesavers. May I help you? May I speak to a woman? You are speaking to a woman. So, Mixed Nuts, 1994, it's American Christmas dark comedy movies, directed by Nora Ephron, based on the 1982 French comedy movie La Père Noël est un adieu. Don't know what that means. Something in French. Co-written by Ephron and her sister Delia, the film features an ensemble cast including Steve Martin, Madeleine Kahn, Rita Wilson, Antony LaPaglia, Gary Shanley, Juliette Lewis, Adam Sandler, and its first role, Leif Schreiber. Fun. Okay, so, Kerry, as you know, famously, we do have a segment we do each week on this podcast. Yes, Matt. It's called Curb That Blurb. Oh, I'm I'm so excited so, to hear your plot synopsis I haven't heard before. No, I don't know what you're talking about. This was brand new information. And so, Kerry, I'm going to read you the plot synopsis for this movie, and you are going to let me know if you'd like to let it leave, or if you'd like to take it out the front, make it bite the concrete curb, and kick it in the back of the head. Right, okay. Let's go. So, mixed nuts. Christmas Eve in Venice Beach, California. A serial strangler is on the loose. A crisis hotline staffed by three inept counsellors faces eviction. Each of these three is lovelorn. They and their non-profit program need a miracle. Their paths cross those of Gracie, Felix, penniless lovers who are fighting with each other and are about to become parents. Chris, an unhappy man in drag. Louis, their loopy songwriting neighbour. A man and his walking his dogs, a veterinarian, and their landlord. A Christmas tree, an elevator, a fruitcake, and a pistol also figure in this night before Christmas. Are any miracles in the offing? You know what, Matt? What do you think there, Kerry? I think that was a pretty incredible plot synopsis. It made this movie sound interesting with the fruitcake and the pistol and the Christmas tree. The entire cast and their backgrounds. There's a serial killer on the loose. What is this movie? It's like Love Actually slash Friday the 13th. Ooh. Very yeah. uh, very ori- original thoughts there, Kerry. Something I've uh, definitely not heard before. That, that popped synopsis made this movie sound a lot more interesting than what this movie actually is. So what are we doing? Are we, are we curbing that blurb or are we letting it walk? If I were to read that online... I would probably come to watch this movie, so I think uh, I, I think we should let that one uh, walk. I, I agree. I think that plot synopsis is better that is more well written than the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> C- completely agree. So there's no name written. They've just left an email, so I won't I won't read out the email. But Jay Haley, you've done well there. 
Yeah, thank you very much, Jay Haley. Oh, so right. we're gonna keep that going. So yeah. we've got this movie mixed nuts. It's just not very good. No, not at all. <laughs> not uh, even uh, slightly. This was shit. <laughs> this was so just a nothing movie. It, it was more nothing than Shakes the Clown, 100%. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, there's... <laughs> this. Oh, I, I don't understand how we can watch, like, six movies in a row and one of them has a plot line. <laughs> and it's what? not this one. Airheads. <laughs> From last week, yeah. Airheads actually had a plot line. This does not. This like throws in a few plot development points and then never develops on them. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole thing is they're getting evicted, which is just, they don't end up not getting evicted though. But they. There's they, no like. Yeah. I, I, I swear, what... the end of this movie, there's no like resolution to that. They're just. No. Are slightly happier. Yeah. That that plot point is, it's, it's kind of resolved, but. I'm guessing whether I mean it's it's more like something outrageous happens. It's like yeah. obviously a piss take, but despite what happened, they're still no not going to be able to pay rent next month. Yeah, so like they've got out of debt and now they're at zero with no income. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's but, just but, so fucking stupid. But but that debt that they had, somebody else can just pick it up. Surely, I I don't know how. Again. I, I, I don't know how uh, property and real estate wills, oh, spoiler alert, work in California in 1994. But we're probably thinking too much about it. Yeah, true. <laughs> way, way too much uh, for what this movie deserves. But yeah, Matt, do, do you have a, do you have any reviews from viewers that you found? Because I wouldn't know what other people think, think of this. Got a couple. We've got some very, uh, this is, we've got some mixed reviews online, actually. So what I'm going to do, I'll just I'll read you these two reviews and then I'll get you to guess the the Rotten Tomatoes scores, like we uh, like like always. Okay. Do you do you want me to just give the answers I'll... that I remember, or do you want me to make it up again? Ah, you know what? <laughs> Fuck them. We've got no uh, got all the time in the world. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, one of the movie reviews I've got here. So. This is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Steve Martin and Adam Sandler crack me up with transvestite leave. He made me laugh so hard and dancing bit crack up. Guys and girls, put on this movie. You will be laughing so hard. 10 out of 10. I, I think I laughed so? more, more at that review than what I did the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Oh, okay. Can't argue with that. Adam Sandler questionably yep. the person that we're here for. Mm -hmm. This podcast is all about him and his movies and his characters and whatever. He was the only good part of this movie. He's the only part that made me laugh. But <laughs> but they could have called it still they could have called this character Billy Madison and it would have been exactly the same thing. Adam Sandler was just playing Adam Sandler in nineteen ninety four. You could have taken this character out of the movie, though, and it wouldn't have changed anything. No. It would have just made right. the movie about five minutes shorter. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be uh, less musical numbers. But yeah. That is yeah. true. That is very true. Adam Sandler added nothing to the plot. But he's a rising no, star. No. But you know what? No one, added, no one else added anything to the plot either. So. Yeah. That's very true. Okay. I do have a second review here. This okay. is, um, this is a, a critic's review. 
whereas the first one, if you couldn't tell, was a, an audience review. <laughs> Who, who's the critic? Do you have a critics review? Do you have a name there? Oh, I do believe I did. I... <laughs> no, they've gone. Okay, never mind. Oh, no, I, <laughs> I was trying to pull up the tab again, but it's on incognito, so it's gone, it's gone. Oh, was it Siskel and or Ebert? Uh, no, I was going to get Ebert, but I didn't. This I, was from I know Ro- like Roger San Francisco Ebert. Chronicle. Oh, right, okay. Because I know Ro- Roger Ebert uh, hated this movie. He did. He did not review this well. Yeah. Pretty sure he gave it like a one star. Um, but no, so we've got this one from the San Francisco Chronicle, I believe. Mixed Nuts, opening today at Bay Area Movie Theatres, is laced generously with chuckles, though it neglects one little detail that helps make movies satisfying. A plot. Can't argue with that. That is very, that's a very astute review. It's straight to the point as well. Honestly. Yeah, like he, this guy's clearly had about as good as a time as we have with this movie. <laughs> and he's given it a fitting review. Yeah. There's nothing to it. There's no plot. It's, this is going to be, it's like difficult to talk about because it's just nothing happens. Yeah. And, and it's a shame. Because Nora Ephron, she is a very good. Yeah, she's writer. like actually good, and yeah. um, this has got like people in this are actually like like Steve Martin. Yeah, great in other stuff, like Planes, Chains, and Automobiles. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, cheaper by the dozen, too. My favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, even Rob Ryan is in this. Like, he's obviously more famous, more famous as a director, but he's still yeah. like in quite a bit of stuff as acting roles. Anthony Lepaglia is in this. He's in quite a bit of other stuff. Then Rita Wilson, Just, famously, uh... Rita Wilson, who <laughs> she, yeah. So like, the the cast is good, but you just can't do anything with it. It's weird because this is written by Noah Ephron. Not sorry, not Noah. Noah Ephron as well. Yeah, I, I I honestly don't know what happened with, with this movie. Like, are we going to go with studio input? <laughs> studio ruined it. Yeah, but with, with the cast and with with the director, this should have with a pack. This should have been a lot better. Christmas, Christmas movie with crossing storylines and whatever. This should have been some sort of precursor to Love Actually. But done so much better. This this yeah. should should be considered a Christmas classic. If you this should be yeah. If you look at it on paper, this should be considered a Christmas classic, one hundred percent. But it it's just the complete opposite. Yeah, complete. Like it's just terrible. Complete. Shit. Like there's movies where it's like you know okay, it's got some charm, whereas like it it's bad, but it's it's kind of charming how bad it is. This is just shit. Because this is like actually supposed to be good, and it just is terrible. Yeah, I completely agree. This There's was nothing going for it. This was because all um, right, <laughs> we're just bagging on this movie. Yeah, maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should be a bit nicer, um, Matt. Before we get into the plot, I, I don't know if you have the uh, numbers there, but do you want to have a guess what the budget was for this movie? I do have the numbers there actually, oh. but. <laughs> Go on. I am prepared for once. You usually usually Kerry reads this, and I'm uh, vastly underprepared. Well, I yeah. mean, what you want me to read it off the screen? <laughs> no, but yeah, 
20 mil budget and then 6.8 million at the box office, which is so uh, a th- oh, sorry, it's just which is not so good. On, the, on its first weekend, it opened at number 12, uh, domestically in the US and made 2.3 million. Number 12, I wonder what else it we'll opened at number 12. And this is Christmas week as well, so it's like it's not there's usually yeah. a few movies, but. I don't think 12 blockbuster movies are coming out at Christmas. Usually you get three, like one, two, or three. Yeah. Um, and Chris, uh, Christmas time at the movies is a massive thing out in the state. I know that because... Well, yeah, we, Daddy's we home both too. have a lot of Jewish friends that yeah. <laughs> all of them say that the only thing they do on Christmas is get Chinese food and go to the movies. I'm, tr- I'm trying to... I'm having a look now what the other movies were out... Okay, I, I've um, domestic box office for December nineteen ninety four. Okay, so number one for December was the Santa Claus. Number okay, two, solid. Yeah, was um, Dumb and Dumber. Disclosure was number three. Yep. Drop Zone was number four. Star Trek Generations number five. Street Fighter number six. Junior number seven. The Lion King came in at number eight. Um, number nine was Little Women, and number ten was Interview with the Vampire. Right, so there's some dog shit movies on that list, and this was still number twelve. Yeah, no, that was top ten for the entirety of December. So I don't. That's not this week <laughs> at all. But I'm trying to find Mixed Nuts now. Mixed Nuts came at came in at number twenty five for the entirety of December, and then. Miracle on 34th Jesus. Street was above it. Pulp Fiction was above it. The Jungle Book was above it. And I think this is a Jungle Book 1994. Yes, it is. Yeah, so they'll be at like, the end of their cinema runs as well. Like, yeah. So this this Jungle <laughs> Book. Sorry, I'm going off on another tangent here. This was the first oh, first right. live action uh, remake of the Jungle Book, followed by a live action remake of the Jungle Book in 2016. And in 2016, what's Sorry, what? There's a live action version in the nineties. Yeah, uh, both done by uh, uh, Walt Disney, and um, in the 2016 version, Blue is played by Bill Murray. Yes, and in the 1994 version, Blue is played by Bill Murray's brother. Fun fact. Ah, and that's all I know that's about Jungle Book. <laughs> that's all I know about <laughs> Jungle Book 1994. Well, you did more than me because I didn't even know that was a movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> Should we get into the plot of this movie? You sure you don't want to fill out this podcast a little bit more before we run through this five-minute plot? <laughs> um, no, I think we're All good right. to go. I'll get into it. Yeah, this this isn't going to be a long one. This is just... Because I'm reading the plot here. It's like eight paragraphs. Yeah. You could half that. Oh. And even still, most of the paragraphs are like two-minute scenes. Yeah. When we read through this earlier, I think you read read for a longer amount of time an actual scene went on. I genuinely think I did. (laughs) Oh, well. All right, we'll get going. We'll get going. So, in a coastal California town on Christmas Eve, ex-con Felix is seen running from his angry pregnant wife, Gracie. As she chases him down the road, he accidentally runs into and damages a Christmas tree being carried by two rollerbladers. When an argument breaks out among them, a stranger, Philip, unsuccessfully attempts to calm them down. They soon disperse. Yeah. So, so yeah, introduction, that's pretty much it. 
your opening to the movie. Yeah, this is the introduction. Um, Felix is played by Anthony LaPaglia, and Gracie is played by Juliet Lewis. And we're introduced to their characters along with uh, Steve Martin's character of Philip. And the whole conflict that introduces everybody together is um, Felix breaks a Christmas tree. Yeah, so I didn't mind the opening to this, just with the the white Christmas opening with yep. the um, classic. Obviously, it's in California, so it's still quite sunny, still quite nice weather. And Steve Martin's just riding his bike around town. But yep. then, yeah, we're quickly introduced to the two characters who just kick off a lot of shit. And yeah, <laughs> one of these um, rollerbladers is played. What's his name? What's his name? I can't remember his John. name. Stewart. John Stewart, yeah. John Stewart's one of the rollerblades so, yeah, one of, in this movie. Which, if you didn't read that on the Wikipedia cast, you would have absolutely no idea. No. <laughs> you can't tell it's him. It, um, but, it, it feels like one of the rollerbladers should have been Alan Covert. That would, that would have been a... Oh, that would have been perfect. But yeah. I guess this is a Steve Martin movie, so... Yeah. It's but Alan Covert as a rollerblader, that's my uh, dream cast for this movie. If we were to re- reboot this, doesn't he rollerblade in a different movie? Am I making that up? Is it in like, is it in Big Daddy or something when he's the reporter? No, in in Big Daddy they go to the park because he's like a he does all kinds of stuff in Big Daddy. Cause he's like a dog walker and he's like no, he dressed in, up as a woman in or Big a, Daddy. Or a robber. Big Daddy, he's the lawyer. He's one of the gay lawyers. Oh, sorry, not Big Daddy. I'm thinking of um, Mr. Deeds. Oh, yeah. Where he just dresses up as all the different roles because he's like um, the news guy's little bitch, and yeah. then he just gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, that's that. But in yeah. Big Daddy, they go to the park, Central Park, and oh yeah, J- Julian is just <laughs> throwing sticks as the rollerbladers are coming down the hill. <laughs> that's one of the best parts of that movie. <laughs> I love that film. A movie we'll get to in a few weeks. A much better movie than this. Well, oh. you know. All right, everything's gonna. Everything's going up from here, but yeah, okay. Um, Literally, as soon as after this week, we have some like good movies. We spoke about this before, though. We have like a good movie, three weeks of shit, a good movie, two weeks of shit, a good movie, a good movie, four weeks of shit, <laughs> and then it never recovers. So we've got we've got a few good movies dotted in there to keep us going, keep the hope. <laughs> we, Matt, we have to fucking talk about Joe Dirt two down the line. Hey, well, you all have no sass about Joe Dirt Branchards. Thank you very much. Uh, right. back, back, back to mixed nuts. Um, okay, so they soon disperse. So Philip, head of the suicide prevention hotline Lifesavers, receives an eviction notice from his landlord, Stanley, after being unable to pay the organization's rent for several months. In addition to him, the hotline is staffed by the selfish, neurotic, and rather fearful office manager, Mrs. Blanche Munchnick and the overly emotional and empathetic supervisor, Catherine O'Shaughnessy. Philip, who does not want to inform his co-workers of the eviction, attempts to convince his girlfriend, Susan, a loan officer at a local bank, to grant him a small loan. She refuses the loan before telling him that she has been secretly dating a psychiatrist for four months and is breaking up with him. Yeah. So we get Philip. He's uh, confronted by his landlord as soon as he moves into the building. Yeah. Um, his landlord is a bit of a bit of a dick. Yeah, and he's just basically told like him Gary Shanlin. He, uh... Yeah, Gary Shanlin here was in another movie. Yeah, you have Gary Shanlin last week or was it the week before? 
No, Gary Shandlin hasn't been in anything yet, has he? We've had. I'm sure we've had a Gary Shandlin. No, we we haven't done Iron Man two. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the Winter Soldier. Um, no. Um, the night we never met. Love it. No, Mixed Nuts is his third movie. Oh, okay. And then his next movie is Doctor Doolittle in 1998, where he plays Mill, Mill Pigeon. Hmm. Could have sworn I've done, we've done a Gary Shandlin. No, no Gary no, Shandlin. No. no Gary Shandlin. And then, yeah. Got no Michael McKean this week. Um, Stanley, yeah, no Michael McKean. I was hoping for three in a row. The dream. But yeah, um, Gary Shandlin's uh, character, Stanley, hands Philip the eviction notice, and he's basically like, get out of my, my building. You can't afford to pay rent, so go. And then, yeah, in, in the office, we're introduced to um, Rita Wilson as uh, Catherine and Madeline Khan as uh, Mrs. Blanche Munchnick. And as we're introduced to them, they're, they're on the phone to people who've rung up this uh, life support hotline and they're just having conversations with them. And Mrs. Blanche Munchnick, she's like, oh... <laughs> Why are you worried about Janet? And the guy on the phone's like, I'm not worried about Janet. I'm worried about the planet. And then she's like, Oh, just tap tap the phone. You're breaking up, kind of thing. And then yeah, Catherine's just getting too um too connected to these people over the phone because she's a caring person, I guess. Yeah, out out of everybody, the in this you movie. probably would want in this office. <laughs> yeah, she's just uh yeah, she gets t- too connected to the whole uh, situation. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. That's all I have to say. I've got <laughs> anything else. Uh, I've got a few notes, but um, something about a fruitcake. Oh, yeah. So, Mrs. Blanche Munchnick, she goes to leave after her work is done, and then oh, yeah, uh, and then the fruitcake. He gives her a fruitcake, and she's like, Ah, oh, fruitcake kind of looks like the fruitcake I gave you last year. <laughs> I've so, just got my note here as re-gifting a fruitcake. From you, how long does how long can fruitcake? I don't last? know. Yeah, does just just what is fruitcake? Does it last? Is it just Christmas pudding? Like, I think it's um, is it like a panettone? Like, what is this? I think it's like a Christmas pudding kind of thing. Um, yeah. So oh, the U.S. Me. Department of Agriculture <laughs> says that the fruitcake will last two to three months in a refrigerated without spoiling. And will maintain oh, its so quality if stored up to a year in the freezer. Oh, so he probably just froze it. Frozen fruitcake. Yeah, she gift back. And then, yeah, as Mrs. Blanche Munchkick Munchnick leaves, she gets trapped in the lift. But that that comes later on. She just gets she does get stuck in the lift. That's but, my absolute next note. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, Philip rung rung his girlfriend, didn't he? What happened here? Philip Runger's girlfriend. Oh, so yeah. So what happens is he calls her and he's like, oh, can you help me out with a small $5,000 loan so we can pay rent? She's like, my psychiatrist thinks uh, we should break up. And he's like, I didn't know you were seeing a psychiatrist. Yeah, I've been having sex with him for the last four months. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> probably the best uh, line of, oh, okay. So what's the name? This woman? What's the name of the girlfriend? Blanche. Oh, oh, Susan. Susan. So Susan is played by Jolie Fisher. Guess who she's related to? Jolie Fisher. Jolie Lawrence Fisher. Lawrence Fishburne. No. 
Not Lawrence Fishburne. Um, <laughs> Fisher. The DJ Fisher. DJ Fisher. That's DJ... You know, like Fisher, the Australian guy? Fisher Price? Is that who you're talking about? No, she's nah, um, a DJ. She's half-sister to um, Carrie Fisher. No way. Yeah. That's and pretty cool. I, I don't know if you know this, but Carrie Fisher, she is an uncredited writer on a movie we're doing in a couple of weeks. Really? Yeah. That's a little bit of sizzle there for you. Ooh, a slow burn, eh? Okay, well, you're going to pull that uh, out of the trivia bag when, you, when we're on that movie. Yep, 100%. <laughs> All right, I won't, I won't look it up in the meantime, then. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, let, let, let's move on. <laughs> All right, let's move on with some plot. Eh? Let's get some more um, semblance of plot that's in this movie. Despite Catherine's expectation that Christmas time would bring multiple crises to solve, the staff has received few calls. There is one phone call from a woman who is frightened by a notorious Los Angeles serial killer dubbed the Seaside Strangler. And another from Chris, a trans woman, who feigns depression to convince Philip to disclose the Lifesaver's office address. Meanwhile, an elevator malfunction leaves Miss Munchnik trapped on her way to Christmas Eve dinner. Philip eventually manages to pull her to the top of the elevator when Gracie arrives and attempts to operate it. They are terrified that they will be crushed by the ceiling of the elevator shaft, but eventually they are all managed to return to the office. That one paragraph is like, what, 35 minutes of plot? That is like, yeah. So the first two paragraphs have been like 30 seconds. That's like half the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So So yeah, yeah, what um, we get here is we get people calling in um we obviously get the calls. yeah the the the, the repeated edition of the um the seaside strangler i think this is like the second or third time it's brought up yep um, and we, yeah we, so we just have this like ominous off-screen serial killer that's supposedly around in the area and people are quite terrified then we get a second phone call from a gentleman who wants to kill himself but the phone lines break and he's holding a gun. So he's in a phone booth with his gun. And then uh, Catherine's yeah. like, just... the phone's breaking up. So he's like, oh, just, what did you say? Tap it, just tap it, tap it. Yeah, just tap like tap the receiver or tap something on the phone. Just give it yeah. a little like, you know, percussive maintenance. And then she's like, just tap it, tap it, tap it. And the guy on the phone takes this as he should shoot himself in the head. So he shoots himself <laughs> in the head, I'm guessing. Then the phone hangs up and then... Steve Martin's character, Philip, is like, oh, if it's a proper emergency, he'll ring back. Don't worry about it. And then <laughs> and then the camera just lingers on the phone for like five five seconds. And oh, it's implied it, it's implied that it's not an important phone call, but the guy on the other end has just killed himself. He's not calling back. Nope. <laughs> then we get another gentleman uh, ringing up, and he's like, oh, it's my last Christmas. It's my last Christmas. Can I speak to a woman? And then... Catherine jumps on the phone, and then he's like, oh, God, the things I want to do to you. Blah, blah. It, it's like he's ringing the uh, adult sex lines rather than suicide prevention. Yeah, he just wants to speak to any woman so he can just <laughs> jack it. Jack some weird shit. Yep. And jack off under his coat. But, but then the third phone call we get here, as Matt said, we are introduced to Chris, a trans woman who having a christmas party at the family house and then um she's just super sad so she just wants to c- 
come to the suicide prevention center, phone call center place, just to have a chat and hang out with them for Christmas. And then Steve Martin finally yeah, gives out the address. Uh, yeah? No, no, okay, go on. So, yeah, Steve Martin gives out the address. And then th- this is um, my favorite scene of the movie. Because Chris, at this point, decides to leave the house. And as she's leaving the house, um, the family is singing 12 Days of Christmas. And then her dad's like, oh, where are you going, Arnold Schwarzenegger? And then she's like, Dad, I hate it when you call me Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then the whole family in unison just start chatting. Arnold, 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 Arnold. <laughs> and then as she storms out the door, the family just go back to singing 12 Days of Christmas. Yeah. God damn. Well, leave Schreiber, I think he'll look nice. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we do we have Chris, it's a trans woman played by Leave Schreiber in his first role, which is really fucking impressive because he's actually probably he does really he's well pro- in this. He's probably the best actor in this movie. Not the best yeah, part I think of he this does movie, the best. But he's no. He's the best actor. And this is he's the, the most reason... he's the best acted role, yeah. Yeah, and this is the reason he is so successful in the Scream franchise and X-Men Oranges Wolverine. And what else is Ray Donovan? Ray Donovan. That's all. I, yeah. He's in Ray Donovan for like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> I know, he's Leif Schreiber. He's in loads of random stuff, but I couldn't yeah. tell you what he's up to on my head. Oh, he's random, but he he's in a he's in a movie called Hitler: The Rise of Evil, which we watched in GCSE history when we learned about Nazi Germany. Like, is it? factual thing or is it like a yeah it's factual just okay it's not like when you're in line and you watch fucking troy no it, I, I remember it being quite good um <laughs> probably not on, on his thing oh he's in the simpsons in 2019 hitler the right he was ernst oh That's... i can't say that ernst Hans he's got a very distinct Hans-Tan. look yeah he he looks uh, like he could Stavro be a Stavro Blofeld. And Robert Carlyle was Hitler. That, I remember that being quite a good movie. Really? Robert Carlyle was Hitler? Yeah. I, He'd I, be I, really good in that role. I, I remember really enjoying this while, when we were watching it in school. Really enjoying it. I'm going to watch that again. But yeah, Leave Schreiber. I remember we watched Downfall in German. That was pretty good. Did, did you ever watch Le Cores in French? No, we watched La Haine. Oh. La Haine? La Haine? It was called The Hate. It's about like the ghettos in France. That's a fucking sick movie as well. Oh. Didn't yeah. have a didn't have a Scooby Doo what was going on. <laughs> Great. We, we, yeah, we, we we watched the chorus and this guy he sings a song about wiping his ass or something. And I, I remember the whole class was laughing, but nobody understood the song. So we were just laughing at the subtitles. <laughs> Fuck. Nice. Oh, to be fucking thirteen in French again, Jesus Christ! Oh, uh, French. This movie is based on a French book or whatever. This movie is based on a French something or other. So you know what? It all comes full circle. Yeah. So we. Still- Lapierre Noel est une un ou deux. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay. Fuck knows. But after this, yeah. Okay. Mrs. Munchkin's trapped in the Moving lift. Moving on. And then a guy with dogs walks. Mrs. Munch- Munchkin is trapped in a lift. Yeah, and one of the neighbors who has a bunch of dogs walks past. And then they're all going. And she's like, ah, those dogs gave me rabies and then he's like you don't have rabies you either have rabies or you don't have rabies there's no in between there's <laughs> no almost happened right yeah and then for the second time on this podcast it's implied that this guy fucks his dog yeah for the second time in a few weeks that there's some uh dog <laughs> some dog loving going on yeah fuck's sake but yeah um gracie then comes to the uh building where, where the officers are and she tries to go up in the lift and the lift works and then yes mrs munchkin's just she like there. presses the lift yeah and then they yeah like she's obviously trying to get out so she gets taken out of the lift and then steve martin's holding on and this whole big action sequence but turns out everybody's safe because yeah they think they're going to get crushed by the lift but no everyone's fine and then every, yeah, everyone's everyone just everyone's chilling in the office then Done. Done. Let's move on. Fucking hell. So, we get Felix arriving, begging Gracie to listen to him, and she hits him in the head with the fruitcake and basically just knocks him clean out. Yep. Uh, Concussing him causes a large cut on his forehead. Philip and Catherine take him to a veterinarian to be treated for his head wound. While the doctor is distracted discussing relationships and pillows with Philip, Felix steals and quickly overdoses on dog tranquilizers and is taken to a hospital. So yeah, they take him to the vets and obviously, I don't know why he doesn't take him to the doctor anyway, but they want to do it, I guess, undercover a bit. So he takes him to his friend, the vet, and the vet is just all wants to talk about his pillows and going to sleep or some shit. Yeah. And while that's going on, he just gives him a bottle of pills and he just goes to town and takes all of them and just collapses in the corner. Yeah, pretty much. And whilst before all this even happened, Catherine has found out that they're getting evicted from the building somehow oh because of the christmas present swapping yeah he, he gives her he gives her a present but accidentally passes yeah. her the eviction notice as well so ages ago Catherine, and now that eviction notice is in the office so that that'll come yeah. back in like two seconds but yeah the vet here is played by uh rob reiner who again very famous actor very famous director directed um sleepless in seattle and princess the princess bride i think yeah 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 yeah, so he directed Stand By Me, uh, When Harry Met Sally, yeah, loads. Sleepless in So Seattle. much stuff, yeah. Yeah, loads of stuff. But I think most people uh, 
this day and age will know him as Jess's dad from New Girl. I've never seen New Girl, so uh, that's lost on me. Oh, you should watch New Girl, honestly. What's that? Is that what Dewey De- Zoe Deschanel? Zoe Deschanel and bloody Peter B. Parker. I think you'll enjoy it. It's very funny. I, th- I, I reckon I've probably seen a couple episodes on E4 or something. Yeah, oh, 100%. After school, E4. Oh. Yeah, so Rob Reiner also did This Is Spinal Tap and yep. The Bucket List and oh. A Few Good Men. Question. Okay, again, tangent. Yeah. When do you think the term bucket list was created? I I know it from movies. Okay, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I've only heard it, like, first heard it in movies. I'm pretty sure it was before the movie The Bucket List, though. If you had to hazard a guess, when do you think the term bucket list would have come into, come into existence? Well, fuck, because kick the bucket is quite like an old phrase, right? Yeah. So your bucket list has got to be somewhat old, but also fucking eighties. I don't know. The bucket list. The term the bucket list. Oh, you're going to tell me it's from the movie now. It's from you? the movie. <laughs> Fuck off. That term did not exist before the movie The Bucket List. I don't know if I believe that. I promise. I'm you. not having this. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's been a whole thing this last week, and nobody believes it, but. People have gone to like Google Scholar, Google Books, like scoured history, and this term does not pop up anywhere before this movie. I don't know. <laughs> Just, you, you know what? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do my own research. Yeah, I don't but, know about this, but. I the, mean, fact, the fact that the movie this is came out. classic, like these experts, I'm just going to disagree with them because I know better. <laughs> but fuck no, I'm not having. I'm fucking not having this. I'm dying on this hill. I'll find one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's been a big, uh, big thing of contention on the internet this week. Is this like the new Wheels fucking or Doors? Yeah. I saw yeah. a better one than that, which was Windows or Doors, and I thought that was way more. Windows has to be because some doors have windows. Yeah, some doors do have windows. Some windows are doors. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon windows. Um, but yeah. Let, also, let if I... anyone doesn't know who Rob Ryder is, he's he's um uh, the dad in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. He's, it, um, he's, he's been in loads. He, he's he is, been in so, so, much, so much. But yeah, he, he's talking about pillows. He's like, I, I don't get it. She's, my wife, she has so many pillows on the bed. Before we go to sleep, we got to take them all off. In the morning, we got to put them all back on. <laughs> which you know what i agree with any girl every girl has like fucking 30 pillows on a bed and there's no need absolutely no fucking need i have uh... oh, it looks nice oh yeah you know what it doesn't look nice when there's 40 pillows on the fucking floor does it i have six pillows Jesus. on uh on my bed you have six pillows yeah out of six pillows what do you do with them um so two on the floor yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what fucking use are they <laughs> Uh, no, I have a look. Yeah, one, two. I did have seven, but I have to throw my V pillow just because it was a bit dirty. Your what? My body pillow. Your V pillow. Yeah, it's like a big V. So v go- for fucking virgin. It, it goes around your neck. <laughs> what? And I've I had a body it- pillow before, and it was just a big like it was just a, like a log. Yeah, they're different. And then I got oh, okay. a then I got a lovely. Uh, Welsh dragon pillow that I took to uni because 
if you're a Welsh guy in an English uni, you've got to have a something to show that you're Welsh. You've got to let everyone know. Yep. Uh, Welsh flag up, Welsh pillow, Welsh towel, lovely. Pet sheep. Yep. I had a pet sheep for my... Uh, <laughs> I, I was in uni for like four days, and it was my birthday, and my flatmates first year, first thing they got me was uh, inflatable sheep. Nice. Of course I was it like, I was like Classic, freshest week banter. I was like, you fuckers don't even know me. <laughs> Uh, all right yeah move on and then yeah so felix he takes a load of uh the dog tranquilizer and just (laughs) goes into a k-hole pretty much (laughs) he's fucked it yeah ah fuck i've got so many notes here that i just don't know what is going on my notes clearly made sense when i wrote them because Oh, what is it? Is we she, like Catherine has like a breakdown when she finds out that they're getting evicted, and she yeah. goes and sits in the bath and just has a full pep talk with herself. Yep. And she's basically like, just the dog in in the kitchen with everything on fire. Me, just like, well, <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> uh, she just basically sits herself in the bath, has a breakdown, and just decides, oh, it is what yeah. it is, and then just fucking carries on. She she does that like three times in this movie. Just goes into the bathroom for a breakdown. It's fucking great. And then what we get is this. I can't remember if I'm jumping back and forth on it. We are big time because oh fuck it. <laughs> oh, that's Rob Reiner. Okay, all right. So we're at the hospital and he's yeah. overdosing. And so meanwhile, at the office, the doorbell rings. Gracie quickly throws the door open, accidentally sm- striking Miss Munchnik and revealing that Chris in the doorway. Mm-hmm. Gracie leaves Chris to care for the unconscious Miss Munchnik. When Philip returns, Chris is sitting on the sofa and convinces Philip to dance with her. When Miss Munchnik awakens, she witnesses the dancing and use, and threatens to sue Philip for withholding information of the eviction and for inappropriate office behaviour. And then she leaves. Yeah. So yeah, but if while like- we get that, uh, Chris's character is Lee Schreiber, the trans lady who turns up and is just like, oh, I'm here now, let me in. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to. And then Gracie's like, oh, fuck it. I don't care. So she invites her in and we get a good little dance scene. Yeah. But Mrs. Munchnik, Munchnik is knocked out. But Yeah, when... she gets like clean knocked out. Gracie leaves and I feel like there's a whole other plot point here. But where did she go? I can't remember. I've got no idea. She says Gracie leaves Chris to take yeah, care of so... I think Gracie goes back to her. Oh, no. She, she leaves Chris to take care of the yeah. conscious lady. And then she goes back to her shop or something. Fuck, yeah. Because she's, like, pregnant as all hell. Yeah. So, like, she doesn't really go anywhere, like, a lot of places. I think she goes back to her house or her shop or something. And then, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff happens. Fuck, I've got... I, I don't know. I, oh, because we're also so at this point we're led to believe that like Leave Schreiber's character is also the Seaside Strangler, because they they call him when the thing's just off the radio and it's like, oh, who is this like creepy person that's going to turn up and just like wants to fucking know where we live? Yes. So I think it's like alluded to like a little bit. So we're like, ooh, is this trans lady going to come murder everybody? Okay, I think I, <laughs> I think I got you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, because it's. I've just got a note here. It says Seaside Strangler question mark, and then the next thing's Leave Schreiber. So like, there's a phone call that when he's on the phone, he's like, it's like alluded to because they're just talking about it. 
Right, okay, yeah. We've already missed Adam Sandler in his ukulele, though. Yeah, he, he pops up once as they're Yeah, taking... when she's in, stuck in the lift. Yeah, and that's where he mentions that he prints t-shirts, he sings a song. Yeah, and she tries to throw that fruitcake at him and just misses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've met Adam Sandler's character twice here. Yeah, yeah. So once when but Mrs. He... Bunch Nick was in the lift, and he just comes in with his yeah. headphones and he's singing... And then again, as Philip and Catherine are leaving the building with Felix to go to the hospital, he comes out and he starts singing on his ukulele. Yeah. Do you remember what he, he sings? Just old. He's like, he does his like the first musical number. He's like, hello, Catherine, how are you? Something like that. And that Something like that, yeah. That, that's his Cause, whole... Cause she, gets all, cause she gets all dressed up, eh? Yeah. You look so pretty today. <laughs> and, that, and that's his entire so character funny. throughout the movie. That's literally his character is just putting on that little high pitched gibberish voice and doing and just playing the ukulele. That's all he does for the whole movie. Uh, and it's the best part of the movie. Yeah, hundred percent. I could yeah, yes. Um Wait, so, oh we missed we missed a line further on which had the the title of the movie in it. Oh yeah, um, it's Friday near the start, and Steve Martin's like, "Oh yeah, well, my dad died. He got hit by a truck carrying full of mixed nuts, <laughs> and in every pothole there is hope." Is the uh, the um, the inspirational line? Yeah, from, like, suicide Cause, hotline. Because if you remove the T and move the, remove the L or whatever, yeah, and one of the O's, <laughs> yeah, and you get hope. If you rearrange it, fuck's sake. But yeah, right, so um, you got Felix escaping from hospital as well. Yeah, Felix escaped from hospital. Steve Martin comes back to the office and he has a whole dance number with Chris. Yeah, and then yeah, so he obviously like doesn't want to, and then yeah, she wants to go out for a drink or something. Or they want she wants she wants to go somewhere, and then he doesn't want to go. Yeah. And then they end up dancing. She's like, the only way I'll leave is if you dance with me or something. Yeah. And then they end up having this sexy little dance. There there was an interview. And I I only saw the title. It was with like Jimmy Kimmel. And the vi- video title was like, it was an interview with Lee Schreiber. And it was like, Steve Martin once got me hard or whatever. <laughs> and, it, and it was a picture of these two in this movie. Classic. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So soon, Gracie, Catherine, and a downstairs neighbor named Louie Capshaw all return to the office with Chinese food. Yep. Meanwhile, after getting her car fixed by the car club, Blanche encounters the fruitcake again as it has landed and crashes through her windshield. <laughs> after Philip has a fit and throws it out of the office window, she is distraught, sitting on her car bumper as a fellow neighbor, Mr. Lobel, walks up to her with his three dogs in tow. Lobel comforts her, and Munchnik realizes that she has loved Lobel for a long time. Together, they flee to the beach and have sex in the lifeguard's office. So yeah, this is like another half hour of the movie. This the scene, the scene in the apartment over Chinese food takes so long, and it is which huh? I, I don't even have any recollection of this. What the fuck? so? What is this? Um, Gracie and. Catherine come back with Chinese food and then Adam Sandler's character Louis? Louis? Yeah. Is that his name? 
Louis um, is downstairs and he's like, oh, can I come up as well? And then they all go up and then they have like a dressing up montage kind of thing where everybody dresses in nice clothes and they all end up matching. Like Catherine's in this lovely red dress. Steve Martin's character's in this nice tuxedo. Oh, yeah. And then Adam Sandler's got his little um, schoolboy outfit cap thing on. And then the next five minutes is just Adam Sandler singing a song that he's written for Catherine around the table. They have... No, Steve Martin... No, they haven't had the uh, conversation yet. Um, But yeah, they're around the table and Adam Sandler again, he's just singing the same song from earlier in this stupid voice like, Oh, Catherine, I love you so much. Do you want to make me blush? Kind of thing. I yeah. those aren't the lyrics, but they're close enough to uh, something that could have fooled me. <laughs> it, it, it's in that ballpark, and then <laughs> Steve Martin, uh, Philip's getting kind of jealous, so he just kicks off, and then yeah, he heals the fruit kick out the window, and it just comes crashing down onto Miss uh, Mrs. Blanche Munchnick's car and completely destroys it. <laughs> yeah, just completely smashes the windscreen in half and she just has like a little breakdown yeah it's so funny and then and then as she's having the breakdown the guy from earlier with the dogs who she said is a dog fucker comes up to him and then yeah she's talking about a dead husband or whatever and then they just end up yeah, yeah he says yeah. he says something like to her and she's like oh it's what my dead husband used to say yeah and then she realizes that since her husband passed that she's started to like this neighbor and now she's finally ready yeah. to take the leap. And then, yeah, they end up having then sex. They go bang on the beach. Yeah, they have sex on the beach. So I've just realized why this is so, like, back and forth. And it's because this Wikipedia, um, like, the plot's an opposite. The plot is absolutely shocking. Like, it just completely misses so much of the movie. <laughs> like, listen to this next paragraph and tell me if there's anything that you feel like might be missing from here. Okay. Or if they may have just, you know, skipped over it. Uh, so they have sex in the ba- in uh, uh, lifeguard's office, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, an hour later, Felix arrives at the office brandishing a gun, having escaped from the hospital. Chris gets shot in the foot after attempting to disarm him. Crazy takes the gun and shoots wildly around the office to empty of the ammunition. Two shots go through the door, killing Stanley, having been there, called by Catherine to fix the elevator, who was standing... Sorry, Stanley, who was standing behind with a bag of his possessions. The sight of dead Stanley puts Catherine in shock. Philip prepares to bath, bathe her to calm down to confess his love. And then they fuck in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what, what, what's missing there? Like, they're just, what else is everybody else doing? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this guy gets shot. And then they just go in the bathroom and start having sex. Yeah. Like, does, all right. Does that happen? <laughs> does that happen? After Stanley gets shot? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is after he gets shot, because that does make sense. So she, like, faints. Yeah. Yes, it is. So, yeah. Um, and she got, and Felix arrives, and he's gone a bit psycho with his gun. Shoots yeah. Chris in and the then, foot. And then Chris, Adam yes. Sandler's character, takes Chris into the next room to sort that out and care for yeah. her. Mm. Then, as this is happening... Gracie takes so, the gun. So, yeah, great. Gracie takes the gun, yeah. And just starts shooting anywhere. 
two bullets go through the door. Yeah, so they're like, you need to empty the empty the gun. So yeah. she just shoots all the all the bullets in random direction. <laughs> yes. And then yeah, two go through the door. And so yeah, she shoots the landlord through the door. Kills Stanley. Then Catherine faints. Steve Martin takes her into the yeah. bathroom to calm her down. And then what am I, I think what my favorite part of this this whole scene, maybe one of the whole movie, is <laughs> um like, like she shoots all the bullets and then Steve Martin takes the gun off her and he's like, What the fuck are you doing? And then they like look at the door. So they go to open the door after it's just been knocked on. The body like falls in and he like <laughs> looks at the gun, turns around, <laughs> walks back to Gracie, wipes all his fingerprints <laughs> off it, and then just puts the gun back in her hand and like wraps her hand all the way around it. Oh. <laughs> it's like fuck this i ain't getting charged for this that is your gun and you shot it see you later oh. <laughs> but yeah like what the fuck yeah and and then yeah fucking hell all of them are just doing shit and then yeah F- philip and Catherine are in the bathroom and then philip asks for consent even though this is a weird place to have sex with her for the first time but they both say <laughs> so that strange they- both say that they love each other and then they make love in the bathroom. Yeah. They do. Go out in the bathroom. Okay. So then, meanwhile, this is happening. Chris yep. takes the one-sided interest in Louis and attempts to flirt with him. Yeah. Louis reprises his earlier appearance and sings impromptu songs on his prized ukulele. Gracie and Felix disguise Stanley's body as a Christmas tree with the burlap sacks and some superglue. The decision is made to take it and the bag to the boardwalk and leave it there. Yeah. So... Yeah, they come out the bathroom and realize that they've just basically dressed this guy up in some hessian sacks and have stuck some fake Christmas tree twigs to him, and now he looks like a tree. Yeah, which is fantastic. Fucking hell. But yeah, again, um, then Adam Sandler's doing his same thing again, but this time he's singing to Chris, who fancies Adam Sandler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adam Sandler is a very talented musician. And I do love Adam Sandler's music. <laughs> so we find out that Chris Chris's gunshot is just an actual scrap to the foot. It didn't go through it, just kind of grazed. Yeah. And so Adam Sandler's like, oh, do you want um do you want this kind of truck? Do you want these? Do you want these painkillers? Do you want these, these, and these? And so he's like, okay, I'll get you this. And then he walks back into the room, like, this is just real soul. And he walks back in and he just has is this entire tray of just random drugs. <laughs> but he only walks in with it for like a second and then walks straight back out. It's fucking great. I, I think this is the part of the movie where I ended up on my laptop. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> and then, yeah. So there's just nothing else really happens to me. I mean, I was very pleased with the... Um, the fact that they don't get away with the Christmas tree thing, like they just go outside yeah. with the body and just immediately get rumbled. Yeah. So, yeah, they decide. To so, yeah, we get the Christmas tree down to the boardwalk. Mrs. Blanche, Munchnik, and the dog guy join them. And then the rollerbladers pop up. Again, yeah. So, they? she, yeah. So, Blanche is like, where the fuck are you taking my Christmas tree? Like, that's, yeah. that's all of our Christmas trees. You can't just take it. And they're like, okay, well, no, no, this is ours. We'll sort it out. And then we get the return of the rollerbladers from the start of the movie looking to fuck up the tree. Yeah. And then as they mess up the tree, it gets hit to the floor. Yeah. So we get Felix tosses the tree yeah. and it crashes to the ground, revealing Stanley's body. Uh, then, so the police arrive. Philip 
falsely confesses to the killing, but Gracie pulls out the gun as proof of a kill. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, fuck, okay, I guess I'm taking the rap for this. Like, I'm holding the body, like, oh shit. And then she just is like, oh no, wait, look, it's the murder weapon. Yeah. <laughs> and just pulls out this gun in front of the cops. I, I remember this, but... Um, Felix grabs it and runs to the roof of the nearby building. Um, he threatens to commit suicide. And I guess the only uh, overarching thing of this is that they work at an anti-suicide thing. So Philip does actually manage to convince him not to kill himself. Yeah, that's right. Which I guess is the only bit of connectivity in this plot. Um, Catherine hands Stanley's bag to the detectives. And they basically, so Stanley is obviously the murdered landlord who is currently dressed up as a Christmas tree. Yeah um they they search for the they search through the bag and find the fishing line and kelp the weapons of choice for the seaside strangler dun 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 so big reveal the landlord is actually the seaside strangler fantastic (laughs) so in in the most unbelievable part of this movie we get to basically the end and so now that it turns out that she's just murdered a serial killer Instead of anything happening, oh, here's, here's your $250,000 reward. Yay! We have a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. So this is where we get the end of the movie we get. She basically wins two hundred and fifty grand, and they're like, oh, can we have five grand to uh, help pay all the debts off? And <laughs> at first she's like, fuck no. But she's like, oh, I guess I, guess I can give you the money. Um, she swiftly goes into labor, so she gets double present she gets a baby and the money uh she delivers the baby in the middle of the street underneath the christmas tree just like the nativity yeah end of movie what? pretty much that is end of movie isn't end it? of movie that is the end of the movie yeah fantastic uh, yeah and then at the end, at the credits, end oh, oh go on go yeah. on you do no <laughs> at the end credits felix who quits his job to paint murals was finally commissioned and his career takes off from there his first commercial has him painting everything he told Gracie he would paint once he had a wall. Fantastic. So yeah, he said, you'd be on it, the baby will be on it, I'll be on it, we'll all be on it. And so yeah, that's now on the side of the suicide prevention at the end of the movie. And roll credits. Fantastic. What a wonderful Christmas story. I just felt like I had to kind of power through at the end there. That was going yep. nowhere. <laughs> the, yeah. This movie was tough. And then I... Philip and Catherine also decided to get married. Yeah. Nice. An hour after making love for the first time. Yeah. But but they know. Once you know, you know, you know. Yeah. But once yeah, you know. that's yeah. the movie. But what do you Fucking think? Fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Dog shit. Our famous rating segment. Come on, Kerry. Okay. So how many sandbags out of 10 would you rate this movie? I think this was better than going overboard, but not as good as Shakes the Clown. Okay. So I gave Shakes the Clown a 1.94 and going overboard a 1.26. So I think I'm going to have to give this like a 1.63. Yeah, 1.63. That seems... 1.63. And what, um, f- what flood could that stop? Um, you've put me on the spot now because there's not much liquid in this. Uh, <laughs> there's not much liquid in this movie. There was not much liquid in this movie. <laughs> um, my one point six three sandbags could protect Miss Munchnik's windscreen from <laughs> a fall-in fruitcake. 
dies. Yeah. So what did what what rating did I give um Shakes the Clown? You give Shakes the Clown I think it was a, like a three point something. You give Shakes the Clown a two point two. Two point two. Okay, yeah. this is getting a solid one point eight. One point eight. You give uh, going yeah. overboard a zero. I did give going overboard a zero. <laughs> you give Airhead last week a seven. So yeah, this is closer to Shakes the Clown than it is going overboard. Yeah, I I'd completely say. agree. And Matt, what kind of flood could your one point eight sandbag stop? It could stop any sort of water getting into that empty bath, empty breakdown bath that Catherine loves. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck, this was tragic. Yeah, we're not doing well. After this week's ratings, my average score is sitting at a 3.26 and your average rating is sitting at a 3.53, which is not good well, at all. Well, you know what, fuck them. It's all uphill from next week. It's what do we have next week, Carrie? Let the people know. Um, do, wait, before that, do you have any trivia for this movie? Or no? I do. Oh, I do have it. There was on. one thing, actually, yeah. I, I saw um, one piece of trivia sorry. that I found interesting, but that's it. Uh, this is a little out actually, there, but I, so, and, and yeah, go on. I had two pieces of trivia I want to share. Oh, go nice. on, you, you go first. So hopefully we don't have the same one. But um, so Anthony Lapaglia, he's uh, Phoenix, is uh, crazy drunk and Santa in this movie. Yeah. So he is actually an Australian actor, and he, I believe, is like an ex-professional football player. Oh. Okay. Played for like Sydney FC. So he occasionally plays in Hollywood United, which is an amateur organization of which he is club president, where with other entertainment industry, including Frank Labouffe. Vinnie Jones, Steve Jones of the Sex Pistols, and a couple of people, others. So, like, famous like people that can play sports as well. Ex-Welsh footballer Vinnie Jones. Ex-Welsh footballer Vinnie Jones of yeah. Chelsea and Wimbledon fame. <laughs> oh, that's a very, very interesting fact. Notorious football hard man, Vinnie Jones, turned well, actor. Again, we're doing a Vinnie Jones remake movie next week. Not next week down the line. I don't know if it's a remake of Meme Machine. What? <laughs> the Longest Yard. It, it is. So I think it, it's a remake me- of The Longest Yard. Yeah, but The Meme Machine is a remake of The Longest Yard as well. Yeah. So they all exist within the... Uh... But The Longest Yard... <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so they all exist in the same universe. Yeah, nice. but, but they're all the same movie. Okay. They are the exact same movie. But, yeah, um, two pieces of trivia I've got is all to do with Chris. So Chris Farley was actually offered the role of Chris in this movie. So we could have had three Farley yep. roles on a on a That would have been a very different kind of movie. Co- completely different. Completely. Yeah. I, I feel like um Leave Schreiber did a fantastic job in this movie. And I think Chris Farley would have taken it too much in the other direction. I think yeah you would have got two very different um, takes on this role. Yeah, completely different. And although this is Lee yeah. Schreiber's first movie, it's not his first credit because his first credit was in a TV show that aired the night before this movie was released. No way. Yeah. That's pretty good, actually. What was the TV show? I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. That's cool as fuck, though. 
Yeah. So, but two credits in two days. Go on. And he, he did a pretty good job here. Before we wrap up, what, what do you think of Adam Sandler's character in this? It was. I think, well, you know what? I didn't mind him being in this movie, but at the same time, he, like a lot of the characters in this movie, didn't add a lot. But if he took it away, it would probably be probably just a little bit less funny. Yeah. I, I... He just plays himself. He just plays Adam Sandler being a moron. Yeah, he, doing he, stupid shit, which he, is like ideal. He plays stupid Sandler, doesn't he? Yeah, that's all he does. And yeah, I I think it was the best part. Of and this it movie. works, I guess. Yeah, probably. Right, Matt. It is currently ten to one. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, about this movie for you? Eh? No. Yeah. Not at all. Nothing. Anything out of the movie? It's just enough. I would never watch this film again. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely zero out of ten recommendation for this movie. Don't watch it, it's shit. <laughs> right, before we finish up, Matt, do you want to let the people know what we've got next week? We've got some fucking good shit next week, ladies and gentlemen. We finally made it something that everybody might know, other than Billy Madison. We've got Happy Gilmore coming up on the air. Happy on the cards. Gilmore. Happy fucking Gilmore. Possibly not. I would say it's in my top ten movies of all time. Oh, okay. I think it's a very special film to me when I was a child and growing up and still to this day. It's just a classic. It's just fantastic. And I'm really hoping when I watch it this week, I don't hate it like you ended up hating Billy <laughs> Madison. <laughs> nah, I don't. Like, I've watched Happy Gilmore a few months ago and it definitely holds up well, like, yeah. every time. So, no, it's, it's just iconic. It is. Like, There's a lot. Like everything about that movie is pretty much iconic at this point. Yeah, I completely agree. It's, it's probably his most iconic movie. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't think of anything else that's more iconic. But no, it's such a good movie. But we'll get to that. We'll get there next, next week. week. Yeah. Anything um, else? I did say uh, earlier on. I did want to read out a quick email that we got yeah. from. Uh, from a fan. So this email, it came through from Kelvin Neal. Okay, like Kevin Nealon, I guess. Okay, so Matt, you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Hello, dear friend. This is Urgent Please. I am Kelvin.Neal and I work with United Bank of Africa. Please can you use ATM Visa card to withdraw money at ATM cash machine in your country? I want to transfer money to you from your country. It's part of money taken by some old politician that was forced out of power. I will change the account details to yours and apply for a visa card with your details in our bank. They will send you the visa card and you will be withdrawing money with it and always send my own percentage of the money. And the money we're taking about is $10.5 million. Whatever amount you withdraw daily, you will send 60% to me and you will take 40%. The visa card and the bank account will be in your name. I will be waiting for your information as soon as possible. And he's asked for my name, my age, my sex, my country, my occupation, and my phone number. All right, everybody. Well, if you want some free money. (laughs) (laughs) So our very first piece of uh, fan mail. I hope he gave us a fucking five-star review, at least a little bastard. (laughs) And um, Yeah, so hopefully that uh, $10.5 million will help us pay for the distribution and... uh, did he say what currency it's in yeah dollars so that could be anything which which dollars 
it just just said ten point five million dollars. Nice. So let's assume USD. But yeah, our very first uh, email, Matt. It's a proud Ooh. moment. Proud but yeah, moment. If uh, if you do want to send us an email or a message, um, email us at sosandlerspod at gmail dot com. Uh, tweet us, send us a message on Twitter at sosandlerspod, and follow us on Instagram at so sandlerus pod apart from that i think uh we're good to go signing off guys yeah thank First you very much the week of uh what a fucking great podcast that was <laughs> I, <laughs> we, we were saying that this was gonna be dead but I, I think we've gone for like an hour and a half well i hope people enjoyed listening to us not talk about that movie for an hour and a half <laughs> see you um, later everybody thank yeah. you very much <laughs> Bye. <laughs>